chapter 12. Probably for many of you, this is very familiar ground. Uh, Romans 12. Uh, we're going to read verses 1 through 8. And if we get there, we'll go for, uh, look, try to look through 13, but we're just going to read verses 1 through 8. Keep in mind that uh, when we open up God's Word, uh, that it is God's holy Word. It is without any errors or contradictions. Uh, it was put together by the Holy Spirit of God through men and women who listened when God spoke. As we read his word, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ. And every one members one of another. <clears throat> Excuse me. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given unto us. Whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Or ministry let us wait on our ministering. Or he that teacheth on teaching. Or he that exhorteth on exhortation. He that giveth, let him do it with simplicity. He that ruleth with diligence. He that showeth mercy with cheerfulness. Father, I thank you for your holy word. And I pray now as we look again at this portion of your word. God, I thank you that it's fresh all over again. I pray that you would use us for your glory and your honor today. Lord, I pray that you use these lips, this tongue, and this feeble mind to present the gospel the way it needs to be presented, that all people might know that you are the God of all gods. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> you know, if I had to give away everything in this world that I have ever had uh, any intentions of having or have had and or still do have, the last thing that I could possibly keep is this body, okay? This is the body that God has given me. Now, it's my responsibility to take care of this body. And when I look at it sometimes, I'm thinking, you haven't done too good of a job. When I think about who we are and what we are and where we are, where we go and and what we say and what we eat, just look at us. I mean, I look in the mirror and hey, nothing was wrong with my daddy, okay? I loved my daddy. But when I look in the mirror, I see grandpa. I mean, I do. Lynn will say many times, she's standing before getting all decorated up like you ladies do. She'll say, mirror, mirror on the wall, you are your mother after all. <laughs> Oh, so you guys who are dating these little sweeties, 
Look at the mama. And you girls who are dating these big macho guys, look at the daddy. It's that body. You know, it's that body. (laughs) Y'all get all that? Well, you know God, he is such a unique God to take a thing like this and, and put it together. You know, thank God. I may lose some of my parts before this week is over, but I still have everything God gave me except some wisdom teeth, and I think when they pulled them, they must have pulled something up there. But that's the only thing I'm missing so far. I said, I said so far. That's the only thing I'm missing. And I think even last night uh, as we laid down, I I thought, Lord, I I just thank you for my heart. It's still beating. I thank you for my lungs. It takes in the oxygen. I thank you for my kidneys who are there filtering out the blood that runs throughout my body. I just, God, I just thank you for being able to be alive and to be able to do what I do every day. And yes, with pain, it's coming. If it's not there already, it's coming. Just get ready for it. Thank God they got pills. Pain. But I don't want to take that kind of pill that, that, that messes my mind up. And I thank God for my mind. It's not as strong as it used to be. And it probably will never be what it ought to be. But whatever it is in the being part now, I need to use it for God's glory. Hello? Now, the title is simply this. Presenting our bodies. All right? Um, so much as it is. Uh, many people today, uh, they, they have uh, given their body to science. When they die, hey, no funeral expense. They just cart it off and, and whack it up and look at it. And I don't know where they send the family back a report of what they find or not. But, uh, you know, many times people die and they do autopsies to see what he died of, see what happened to him. Well, you know, science has come a long way. Many of you have hips that you weren't born with. You got knee joints you weren't born with. You know, I'm, I'm this way. Uh, you know, if, if I can sit down, I want to sit down. I like what Danny and Mark did this morning. Did y'all like that? You know what I thought about? Picking on the porch. Hello? I, I like it, sitting down. Well, I tell people, if you can sit down, sit down. They are replacing knee joints, hip joints, but the hind end, they ain't replacing because you can't wear it out. (laughs) You know? And the older some of us get, the bigger the hind end, you know? It's a good place. It's just sit on it. It's just made. It was designed to sit on. But he said, I want you to present your bodies. What kind of sacrifice does it say? Living sacrifice. What good is a dead sacrifice? Nothing. Well, I don't know about that old boy. I don't know what he was thinking. It flew that big commercial airplane. (laughs) Boy, he proved one thing. That thing could do about anything he wanted to do. Somebody said, looks like he could have took the better place to land. I said, well, he landed. You can call it a crash landing, but he, he got what he asked for, I guess. But what good is a dead body? It's no good. So I, I love what he says. I beg you, he says. He says, I'm begging you. I'm pleading with you that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. 
Now, this sermon is not just to adults. Today is to our young people, our little people. It's to everybody because all sitting in here, as far as I can tell, everybody is alive, all right? Some of you are giving it this and giving it that, but that's okay. I mean, we've got a little bit of room here and there. If you need to stretch out, it's okay because these ears that God gave us is the last thing to go. If you're going to snore, it's okay too. That's part of the makeup, right? And people go get these. What do you? Is it CPAP? Is that what you say? A CPAP machine? You all let carry. Boy, I hope he don't ever put me on nothing like that. You know, I'm happy with who I'm sleeping with now. I don't need. I don't need something else hooked up. Uh, say, well, you, you know, you may die in your sleep. Praise the Lord. I mean, that will be the best way to go. Just. When you lay down at night and close them eyes and you get that pillar puffed up, hey, what better way to go? So I don't know. Woke up this morning, he wasn't breathing. Hallelujah. He might not have been breathing here, but he was breathing over yonder, but it's a dead body and we got to do something with it. But his soul is gone on. Hello, beseech you. He said, I beg you to present this for the Lord Jesus Christ. Bunch of you youngins fist to head off to school, back to school, whatever you want to say. College, tech schools, universities. You know, they people are going to be looking at your body. Don't let them see nothing they ain't got no business seeing. You hear me? Hello? What's yours is yours and it's private. What's mine belongs to land. What's land belongs to me, belongs to nobody else. Bible says that God knows my inward parts, okay? I don't have to tell him about my parts. He knows all about these inward parts. But you got to be careful. You got to watch because decisions are coming. So I want us to think about it. If we present our bodies, first of all, verses 1 and 2, I think when I when I read verses 1 and 2, I think of the vitality that God has given us to live this life in vitality. You see, believers, as, as Christians, we are in union with the Lord Jesus Christ, right? We're hooked up with him. He latched on to us, and we're going down this railroad track hooked up to the chief of all chiefs, the God of all gods. And listen, sad to say, this millennial crowd, okay, from the 80s up, you ask them, do you believe in God? You know what a lot of the answer is? Which God? I told some of you, but most of you, probably a lot of you probably wasn't here. I sold two trailers to this man. And uh, I says to him, I said, do you know the Lord? He said, I'm Muslim. I said, well, what's that mean? I'm wanted to see what he said. He said, well, we worship Mohammed or whoever. They, I said, uh, and I was serious. I looked at him. I said, he's dead, ain't he? He said, well, yeah. I said, well, listen, I worship and serve the Lord Jesus Christ who died and is alive. He said, well, I'm Muslim. I said, well, I want to write your name and phone number down. And I did. And I, well, I'm going to run across that name and phone number. I'm thinking about him. I mean, he's serving a dead God. What good is that? So this millennial crowd says, do you believe in God? They say, which God? 
I don't care which God it is. I'm talking about the God who is the God of all gods, who is alive and will be alive forevermore. And I'm going to stand before him and give an account to him for everything done in this body that he has put together, whether it be good or bad. The vitality of presenting our body. Be ready to give an answer. The Bible says, be ready to answer those who ask you why you live like you live. And may it not be a life that would be embarrassing to God. Vitality. Secondly, when we talk about presenting our bodies, we talk about unity. Okay? What if my lungs, uh, they get together and they begin to talk and say, Look, you know, we, we've been feeding him oxygen for 71 years. I, I'm going to tell you what, I'm, I'm just to quit. How about you? You want to quit or you don't keep? I don't know where I want to quit or not. If, I, if both of us quit, he's going to die. That means if he dies, we die. So they say, well, maybe we ought to just hang in there. You know, he's got asthma. He can't half breathe no how. And the heart said, listen, guys, now I'm sitting down in here listening to y'all. Y'all think y'all got it, but what if I quit? Well, what if I decide I'm not going to do this anymore? I have beat till I have beat out, and I'm going to stop beating. It's over with. I'm talking about unity. Our bodies are put together, and our bodies is designed to operate and to function the way God intended for it to do, and we can destroy part of that if we want to, and we do things to destroy that. Hey, I love greasy food. Thank you very much. But I know, according to the doctor, it's not good for you. It affects your cholesterol. And I'll be honest with you, I'm, sure, I'm not sure I can even spell that. But it don't bother me. I still eat greasy food. Is that good for you? No, it didn't. But you know what? Now listen to this. I, when I know that I'm fishing to go to the doctor... And I hadn't been in a year, and i got to go at least a week in advance of that to get the blood drawn so they can know what's happening in there. I don't know what you call it, cheating or just preparing. I'll think, well, I'm going to eat right for about two weeks. I'm going I'm to stay away from the grease. I'm going to stay away from the grease. So when he checks that heartbeat and boom, 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 this right, and he puts that blood out and he runs a check on it. And the last time I went, I'd done it again. And hey, my numbers are all perfect. You know what I've done as soon as I got? Went right back to the grease. <laughs> Listen, he's talking about unity. I tell you what we do as Christians, okay? Hey, something bad's happened. Oh, God, I'm sorry. We fall on our knees. We bow on our face and beg God to forgive us of our sins. Lord, I don't want to go through this. What can I do to get out of this? Listen, sometimes you can't prepare for what's coming. That's why we need to do it and do it right and do it right every day. Unity. We are a church family. I want us to be in unity with each other. Now I hear little wimps and little whines here and there. So-and-so don't like so-and-so. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I'm getting about tired of hearing it. And so what I think I'm going to do next time I hear a whimper and a whine, I'm going to say, okay, come on. We're going to see that person. Oh, I don't want to go. We are going to see it because I'm tired of you talking about it. I want to let's get it settled because it's hindering the growth and it's hindering the Holy Spirit of doing what he wants to do in this church family. 
I've been meeting with the nominating committee, and listen, it is heart sickening for a pastor when they go down through the list and say, so-and-so's quitting, so-and-so's moving. Well, so-and-so said he might do it. He wants to think about it. Why you want to think about If you're a Christian and you're in the battle for, this, for the Lord Jesus Christ, if somebody offers you, can you please help us in this area? I'll be glad to do best I can. Oh, I'll think about it. Y'all voted me in as pastor. What if I'd have stood up after this and said, look, I'm on, I want to think about this for about a month. I don't know whether I want to come here or not. You know, God called me to preach, okay? To preach his word, not just on Sunday, but every day of the week, wherever I am, it's my responsibility to take this body and go where he wants me to go and do what he wants me to do. Now, I'm not grinding an axe. I'm just telling you, you heard Brother John stand up here. And if you're not sure what he said and what he wants, he's sitting right over here. After service, you go to him and say, John, I didn't exactly pick up on what you said, but whatever you said and wherever it is, I want to do my part. What can I do? You won't be in this thing by yourself. We need to work together. Unity is important. Not only that our body function in unity, but that the church family function in unity and for you youngins who are going off to school and, and elsewhere, it's important that you stick in unity with the Lord Jesus Christ and have the guts. If some devilish person comes along and wants you to do something you know is wrong, have the guts to say no. You'll be blessed for it. Have the guts to say no. Or I don't run with that crowd. You may, let me tell you something, girls and boys, you may run by yourself, you think, but God said, I'm not going to leave you. Jesus said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to be there for you. So it might, your, all your friends might forsake you, but the Lord Jesus, he's not going to. Presenting our body needs to be presented with vitality, with unity, thirdly, with diversity. Again, I go back to this body. All these parts are doing different things. They're doing different things. And they work together in unity that we walk around. Hey, yes, some of, some of you have uh, these gadgets that keep your heart going and, and shocks it if it stops. And, and praise God for those things. Some of you have to be on oxygen. Praise God for these things. Some of you on walkers. You're on walking sticks and, and, and wheelchairs. Thank God for these gadgets. But don't, for goodness sakes, don't quit on God. Keep on. Diversity. Verse 4 and 5, it says, For we are many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. Our church, listen, I, I am so blessed. Uh, you know, your track record follows you, right? Your track record follows you. I, I'm, I'm happy, and I am so thankful that this is just my second church. I don't know if I'll have any more or not. I don't know. People say, how long are you going to be there? I don't know. One man said, well, we would join, but as soon as we join, you'd leave. Well, follow me then. If that's your idea, I don't want you following me. <laughs> What's the Bible say about the blind leading the blind? One falls into the ditch. <laughs> 
So uh, uh, I'm blessed that this is only my uh, second church that God has given me. And what a wonderful, magnificent church family I feel like we have. Lynn and I, we're blessed. We tell each other how blessed we are to have you as a church family. But we need to understand that it's diversity as we present our bodies because everybody does something different. I wish I could pick up that thing right there and sit down there and do half as good as Danny Boggs, but I can't do it. I wish I could sit over here on this piano or over here on this organ and do half as good as Michelle and Linda, but I can't do it. Oh, I can make a noise, but that's not my place, okay? That's not my place. Everybody can't play the instruments. Everybody don't sing in the choir. Everybody don't preach. Everybody don't... Give, hello. But it stays, it's diversity. Everybody's different. And you know, when we went to that singing Sons of Jubal, seeing 300 men, and they walked by us. Many times they were walking by us, and I'm looking. And I says to Kim, I said, isn't it amazing? I said, I ain't seen one person that looks like another person. Not one. I'm, I'm going to take a stab guess. There was probably a thousand plus people there at this performance. Not one looked like the other one. As I look at you, I don't see a one that looks like the other, unless Gene and Joy is here, and I can't tell the difference. <laughs> you know, I went to the horse's mouth. I hadn't been here long. I went to Mr. Truett. I said, Mr. Truett, I said, how do you tell Gene and Joy apart? He looked at me and laughed. He said, I don't know either. <laughs> well, still, there's differences. And we need to accept that. We're not all like each other. Thank God everybody's not like Kenny Owen. Hello? <laughs> Amen to that. You know, everybody can't be cantankerous and aggravating and wide open and big mouth. Everybody can't be that way. Well, you know, presenting our bodies, we need to do it with vitality, with unity, with diversity, and we also need to do it with maturity. Maturity. Well, how long does it take for a Christian to mature? Well, let me just give you this, and I hope I don't bust your bubble. All of us who are saved in here today, you and I will never be complete mature until Jesus takes us home. What does that say? We're in a growth process. Went back there and visited this morning one of the ladies' class, and we were just discussing and talking, and, and I think one of them said, well, would you like to go back to where you used to be? I said, no, because I used to wear diapers. <laughs> then I thought a minute, and I said, you know, if I live long enough, I'm going to go back to diapers. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Thank goodness for Mr. DePean. <laughs> they make them in different sizes, you know. Make no difference how wide and big you get. Hell, they'll make them to fit. Isn't it amazing? Thank God for these gadgets and gadgets that they come up with to keep us together. I won't, I won't call their name, but they lost their teeth and they was trying to get the others made so they didn't come to church while they was doing this. I don't want nobody to see me. I said, well, let me tell you something. I see people cutting grass and working out in the yards with masks on. 
And sometimes people come to church with masks on. I said, all you got to do is wear a mask. They don't know where you got teeth or not. You know? There is no excuse. There is no excuse. <laughs> Unless you're having a colonoscopy. You know? Be here. It's a thing. It's called church. It's called worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. It's called getting together with our family, our church family. Listen, I don't know what kind of shape this body's going to get in before I leave. But if y'all tolerate it and you put up with it, if I have to be drugged in here on a stretcher or rolled in here in a wheelbar or whatever. You, I didn't say wheelchair, I said wheelbar. Some of you don't know what a wheelbar is. You, and the, you city folks know what a wheelbarrow is. <laughs> Do you go to the store and ask for a hose pipe or a garden hose? There is a difference. It depends on where you're from. A lot of people don't like to discuss things like that. But we need to discuss things like that. Listen, it's a family. When, my, when, my boy, when, when our boys come home, it doesn't matter who they bring with them because they're our boys. And our boys know how we act in our house, okay? Caleb played baseball. Anderson University. And he'd bring boys home with him on the weekend. Two of these boys was from Miami. They were Cubans. And they eat at our table. And one of them didn't clean his plate. And Lynn's getting ready to take the plates up and serve dessert. So I says, Anthony, yes, sir. I said, did you enjoy your meal today? Sir, I sure did. I said, would you like to come back sometime? He said, I sure would. I said, you better clean your plate. <laughs> he cleaned his plate, and then he enjoyed his dessert. And he come back. It's family, right? It's family. We need to make each other feel loved. That's why we, one of the reasons we have the fellowship time. You know, I, I, I'm in my study up there on Sunday morning. I'm looking at the clock and I'm thinking, now here's what I got to do. Then I need to get out there because I want to greet as many people as I can greet. And this morning I got here and I got here and I got here. But I didn't get over there, but I did get over there during the fellowship time. I want to be, I want to be seen. I want the people to know that, hey, that's our pastor. He loves us. And I want you to pray for him. Hey, I thank you. Those of, some of you said this morning, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. It's important as a family that we stick together and mature together. You know, if you were to ask each one of us in this room today, write down as many verses of Scripture that you know by heart, okay? Hopefully everybody could write down at least one. But here again, it depends on our maturity level as to how much we could write down. And so when it's all said and done, we don't say, oh, I got 10, you only got two. Uh-uh. We sit down with them and share with them and help them on this road called maturity as we present our bodies. The last thing, I didn't read verses 9 through 13, but I want to read them for you. Let love be without dissimulation. Be sincere, he's saying. Abhor, the words hate that which is evil. Let me tell you something, guys. When we leave out of here, we go out into a world that is evil. We go out into a world that is cursed by the devil and his angels. And so what he's saying here, run. 
away from that which is evil, but cleave, stick to that which is good. And then he says, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. Not slothful, that is lazy in business, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. And then he says, rejoicing in hope, patience in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of saints given to hospitality. Hospitality. Welcoming people in to the point they'll think, God, I've been to several churches, but I have never been as welcome as I was today. Maturity, ministry, serving the Lord. Jesus, in fact, he, he said, I came to minister. I came to minister. I came to serve. Okay? I didn't have to come here. I was satisfied. I was happy. But I came to serve. I came to minister in whatever the call is. I should not I will not, in my right mind, shun any of you or your family. If I know, I'll go. So I hope in your care card today that you took time to write down at least one person that you're praying for. The one I'm thinking about, the worst shape of all of our church family. Is Roger. Well, there are others. There's Charles. Some's facing treatments and surgeries and what have you. But every care card that'll be turned in today ought to have Roger's name on it. It's serious, guys. I mean, it is serious. It's deathly serious. I beg you. Whether you put it on the card or not, pray for them. I, I begged God. I, I, I said, God, you, you healed the man that was born blind. You, hit, you raised the man up that couldn't even walk. He was crippled from birth. You even raised dead people. Won't you please raise Roger? Won't you please, God? I believe with all my heart, if there's enough people begging, I'm not talking about just asking. I'm talking about begging. Begging. You know, a little child knows and realizes if they beg long enough, most of the time they get what they want. Begging for the Lord to touch you. There's two words remaining I want to look at, and I'm done. Verse 2. The word transformed. That means converted. That means changed. That means developed. That means altered. A lot of folk don't want to be altered. They don't want to change. They're happy like it is. The other word there is renewing. What does that mean? That means to be refreshed in the word. That means to be restored back to what we used to be as a Christian. It means to be replenished. I think of these cat buses there in um, Seneca 
uh, when they pull in there to these big old charging machines. I don't know how all that works. I, I don't have a clue except it's batteries and and they pull in there at a certain point and they stop and they and they watch their little meter, just like a gas hand, a little meter. And when it says it's full, then okay, it's time to go. And they look at these meters. But they have to go back, periodically go back, regularly, constantly, to be restored. To be refreshed. So I beg you today, listen. Present your body. A living sacrifice holy to God. If there's anything we're doing, and hey, I'm guilty as you. I don't smoke cigarettes, and I don't dip, but I eat grease. I do. I thank God we serve a God who is merciful. Who loves us. And His grace, the Bible says His grace is sufficient to get us through. If you're lost today, the best thing you can do is accept Christ. If you lose everything you ever have owned and lose your soul, it's hell bound and nothing else. I beg you, you don't do anything else today. Make sure you have accepted Christ as your Savior. And follow Him in baptism. Join a local church. This may not be the church for you. But you need to be in a good Bible teaching, preaching, singing, gospel-fed, read church. I beg you, as we have our hymn of invitation, that you simply just, just obey the Lord. The best we can do, we're going to sin. You mark it down. We're going to sin. But God's merciful to forgive us of our sins. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness and restore us. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the privilege to call you our Father. Thank you for the privilege to share your precious word today. God, you're so good to us, more than I deserve. First of all, to have a church family that loves me and prays for me. And to have a wife that said, I'll go where you go. Father, I do pray for Roger. God, you, you can perform a miracle. You could raise him up. You could get him back his, and restore him to his normal health. I pray for Della. God, be there. I pray for Charles. Lord, for the discomforts and the pain that he has, that you would just remove that and heal that shoulder, Lord. We need him. Be with Connie as she watches over him. Thank you for her presence even today. Lord, be with Jason Duncan. You know what he's facing, God, and I just pray for him. I pray for Miss Martha. All these we've mentioned this morning, Lord, I, I, just, I just thank you and I praise you for the opportunity that you give us to pray and to call on you. God, you're just an awesome God. Do you believe in God? Which God? The God of all gods, the God that created this heaven and earth. Touch our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen.